Today, we're going to talk to Sean again, who runs 3PL warehouses in the U.S. and Europe. But he's also going to be talking about strategies for selling on Walmart, Amazon, and also talk about how they are grossing over $5 million a year on Wayfair. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Do you want to see how your listing or maybe competitors listing rates as to best practices for listing optimization? Or maybe you want to compare a group of ASINs or Amazon products to see how they compare to each other. Maybe you want to see within seconds the top keywords for a single listing or a group of listings. You can do that and more with the Helium 10 tool listing analyzer. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash listing analyzer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. We've got a serious seller back with us today, Sean from Creative. Sean, how's it going? Hi, Bradley. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. We might have somebody else join a little bit later, uh, your colleague Peter, but uh, for now, it'll just be you. All right. So now we've talked to you, you know, in the past. So if you guys want to check out the episode that Sean was on to get a little bit more about his his history, go back to episode 154 of the podcast. It, it was uh, back in 2020. And, and we talked about the kind of businesses, you know, you had how you had started on Amazon. And I remember at that time in that episode, I had asked you like, you know, all the accounts that you're managing and your own brands and, and everything else in the different marketplaces, you know, between Amazon and Wayfair and this and that, uh, I think you were doing about uh, like 20 to 30 million in gross revenue per year uh, before. Like has that since, you know, it's been a year, uh, has it gone up? Has it gone down? What's your projection for, for 2021? Oh, uh, uh Definitely, uh, overall sales transaction volume went up uh, maybe 20-30% uh, comparing to last year. And uh, another uh, thing is we got a lot of inquiry for the 3PL service for 4PL. So Amazon FBA, FBM, Shopify, you know, all those you know, e-commerce fulfillment service uh, inquiry we've been getting from uh, many different countries. So to fulfill uh, those needs, uh, we moved, uh, in this year, we moved the U.S. headquarter office to like three times bigger space. How many square feet is that? About 55,000 uh, square feet, yeah. Oh, wow. And also the ceiling is higher than before. So we can stack up more, like 30% more than before, the previous one. And you opened up some other warehouses too, not just your, your one here in California, right? Yeah, and also uh, like Europe, because you know, like this year, uh, England Brexit from Europe, Europe. So we uh, we've been preparing, launching about the German uh, office and warehouse. So now our the Frankfurt uh, warehouse is operating now. So we've been providing our Amazon or e-commerce service to um, our existing clients, and uh, we've been expanding that business as well. Actually, we we are getting a lot of uh, more inquiry to Europe than U.S. Oh wow, interesting, yeah. interesting. L- let's just talk about some different marketplaces. We, we we talked a little bit about that the last time. 
you know, and, and so I'd like to, you're involved in, in different marketplaces that I've never even sold on. So let's take some of these one by one. We just mentioned Wayfair, so let's talk about Wayfair. Like, didn't you have some issues with your Wayfair account, I think you were saying before? Or or what's just general in go, uh, going on in Wayfair? Is, is it still more lucrative to sell on Wayfair for some categories such as furniture? Or has that changed in the last year? What's going on? So for Wayfair, uh, you know, mostly it's uh, furniture stuff plus, you know, home decoration product. And uh, Wayfair sales volumes and transaction actually it's been going up. At the same time, like similar to FBA, Wayfair also they uh, provide like a castle gate program. It's like FBA that um, if you sell on Wayfair and if it's selling good, then you can send some inventory to a Wayfair warehouse and fulfill by Wayfair type of thing. So we've been uh, doing that type of uh, service too. What would you say is was your gross revenue there on on Wayfair last year or or what's the projected like? Are we only talking like you know hundred thousand dollars overall, or or one million, or what? What? So, um, I would say just uh, the daily transaction volume. Uh, it's been like about uh, when we started Wave your first time. It's less than ten order per day, but it's been like two years, and now we are hitting to one hundred fifty to two hundred order. Two hundred orders a day on Wayfair. Yes. Yes. And like the average item is what fifty dollars, hundred dollars, one hundred to two hundred between like chairs and uh, home decorations. Oh my goodness! So, so we're talking like five to ten million dollars a year. You're doing on Wayfair. Good grief! I didn't realize that, that was such a big uh, income stream for you guys. So you know, I, I bet you that just got a lot of people's attention right now. So uh, how how is it different than Amazon? You know, like. With Wayfair, is it almost like a, a vendor account? Like you're really selling the products to Wayfair. It's like vendor central on Amazon. And and then it's not like you're dealing directly with the customers or what, what's the difference of Wayfair and Amazon? Yeah, I think the major big difference is exactly what you just uh, mentioned. Like it's, it's not like uh, you're selling on open market, but it's the, like selling it to uh, uh, Wayfair. Yeah. So even though you keep your inventory in your warehouse, uh, when transaction occurs in, in Wayfair, uh, then Wayfair pay for that. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's, so also you have no controllability about advertisement or uh, selling price control. So that's the. Uh, are they charging you for advertisement then? Like, are, are they like doing their own PPC and uh, then. No, uh, it's just like. Uh, yeah, we have a team just review about your product, and they uh, we decide about the like uh, the, their purchase price, and that's it. So once get order occurs from Wayfair, then um, we uh, from the Wayfair system you can download the, the shipping label like FedEx ground and stuff, and then fulfill to the customer. That's the process. So it's not really selling your product under your brand name. So since Wayfair thing, uh, even though you build up the sales, uh, you're not really uh, building up your own brand. So that's the like major uh, like uh, disadvantage point comparing to Amazon or Walmart uh, marketplace. But does that also mean then that Amazon is not checking that website for the price? So like, like you know, you know how if you have something for fifty dollars on Amazon and it's forty five dollars on Walmart. 
Amazon will find it and then they'll like take away the buy box, you know, from Amazon. But because this is a different brand and everything, you could have the same product and maybe it's cheaper on Wayfair, but it's not going to affect your Amazon buy box or have you ever seen it affect your Amazon buy box? Um, it doesn't uh, affect to the buy box because it's really difficult to match Amazon listing and Wayfair listing. Yeah, we cannot put the brand name on Wayfair and also descriptions and um, image can be a little bit different too. So uh, there is no buy box issue. And usually Wayfair, since you know Wayfair purchase and sell under their account name, also the shipping cost thing is all coming from, uh, I mean, the, the shipping label thing is all coming from Wayfair account. So usually I think Wayfair is a little bit cheaper than Amazon too. I think that's why furniture category, in furniture category, Wayfair do better than Amazon. Interesting. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about it. I wasn't even planning to talk too much about Wayfair, but I was like, as soon as you said that $7 million, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is, we need to, I'm sure everybody's uh, curious about this. So let's say, you know, the average person who's listening right now, they're interested in in, in signing up for Wayfair. It's, I mean, it's obvious, there, there's obviously something wrong with it. Otherwise we would have done it before, but, but what what are some of the differences? You know, it's not like Amazon where you apply for Seller Central and you know you're you're on there in thirty minutes. So, do you remember what what it takes to get signed up for Wayfair? So, um, unlikely Amazon uh, Wayfair is very selective for uh, choosing their vendor. So even though you apply to open the account, it will take uh, long to review, and they will ask you about your product categories and you know your company information and etc. So uh, my impression while we are, we've been doing about the application process, unless you're like uh, somewhat established um, furniture factory or brand in, for example, China, in China or US, uh, they are not going to approve uh, your uh, Wayfair access. So, okay. And already, you know, Wayfair got big, uh, so they have a lot of vendors and a lot of uh, product inquiries they are getting in. Also, unlikely, um, though, since they are purchasing inventory and sell, so uh, it's a lot more selective and picky uh, to launch Wayfair. So if you are serious about launching Wayfair, then uh, I recommend to uh, set up the, the full catalogs and um, maybe the Shopify website uh, and also the competitive, uh, you know, their uh, offering price too. So all those things got to be ready. Just because you get approved on Wayfair, it's not like you can be completely approved for every single product. Like, don't you have to like kind of submit a product to them and then they say, yes, we want this on Wayfair or no, we don't? Uh, yes, there's uh, those uh, review process too. Uh, also, same time if uh, they are buying price too. So, uh, yeah, there is a room to negotiate like selling price and, you know, like even once, you know, but once... Uh, you build up the sales volume, then those process is getting easier. You're getting close to uh, the the vendor representative rep. Yeah. So uh, if you want to launch a certain product and test, then there's a room that you can test it uh, through Wayfair. What's your success rate with getting things approved? So like, do you have, has 100% of whatever you wanted to sell in Wayfair, they approved or, or some of them they rejected? Uh, so I think 70, 80%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. 
let's talk about that what you what you just said about the 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 purchase price. So I I remember you were trying to explain it to me before. I couldn't quite understand because it, it was kind of weird. It's it's when you submit a product to Wayfair, you are not controlling nor suggesting the retail price. You're just like suggesting to them what their buy price is, and then they decide the retail price. Or or how does it work? Yeah, exactly what you just said.、Uh, we just、uh, decide with Wayfair about their buying price, and、uh, on Wayfair selling price, they control. Also, if it doesn't move, then doing discount promotion or that it's on their side. So then, like, do you then kind of like base it off of what their history is of their markup? Like, do they have some kind of consistency where If they accept the price of X, usually they mark it up twenty percent. So then you guys kind of like work your way backwards because you know what kind of retail price you'd like, and then you you give them you give them a price based on that, or you're just giving them a price based on what you want as your margin to be based on your cost. Yeah, because in most of case, you know, on Wayfair already there is a similar product that they are selling, so. You know, if we offer too with a too much、uh, our margin, you know, like then it will affect to the selling price. So definitely,、uh, when we offering the sell our selling price,、uh, we look at the market competition and offer. Yeah. So、uh, while we've been doing this,、uh, we kind of have that、uh, logic now. So、uh, we only offer them that they、uh, it can compete with、uh, similar product lines that. Wayfair already have, but if it's really unique product and、uh, well developed、uh, concept, then、uh, it might be different case. But pretty much most of product is all need to need to it needs to compete with the different product. So hey, it looks like Peter joined us here all of a sudden. So then Sean, like if let's say somebody just doesn't want to have to go through the the process of 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 applying on Wayfair, or maybe they were rejected as a company. People can go to companies like you or somebody who does have a Wayfair account, and then you you work something out where they use your account, or or does it always have to be under the the same brand or the same company? So, because、uh, you know, selling on Wayfair, our brand name it doesn't matter. Yeah. So if there's any good product, then our team will review and decide either we are going to launch it or not under our account. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, so that there's a Wayfair now. Let's talk a little bit about some other marketplaces. Like, how is your guys'、uh, Walmart、uh, business doing? You know, the funny thing is, I was just realizing that when when you guys, Creative, started on Walmart, you know, I was still with the company. You know, like, oof, that was probably like five years ago, and I'm still getting. I think it's my email address that is the admin account because I'm still getting all these、uh, all these emails randomly from from Walmart. Like, hey. You know,、uh, thank you for your your support. So, but so yeah, it's been like five years. I think you guys have been on a, a or six years since you guys have been on Walmart. What do you project your your gross Walmart sales to be、uh, this year? So, volume wise, about、uh, target goal is about、um, two million. Yeah, one million to two million. Yeah, but still fluctuating because.、Um, Uh, so, you know, like from this year, we got invitation for the WFS, and we've been launching our、uh, like main product through the WFS, the Walmart、uh, Plus. All right, hold hold on. L- let me ask you a question about that because that that's very interesting to me. I've never done that. I'm assuming that some of the products you got to WFS 
you were already doing before, but just fulfilled by Merchant. Yes. All right. So, can you guys talk? I mean, obviously, you probably don't have any numbers here in front of you, but in general, when you made that transition from just fulfilled by Merchant for this product you were already selling on Amazon, and you transitioned to WFS, did sales stay the same? Did they double? Did they increase by fifty percent? What What would you guys estimate? So, uh, it's kind of a little bit uh, uh, to us. It's early stage because we've been launching WF, uh, WFS in last two three months, and we just start doing the uh, the PPC campaign too. Comparing to uh, Feel Free by Merchant, Walmart, yeah, it's uh, sell, uh, it sells better. And from the, uh, you know, even, you know, customer uh, look at the listing, it says the second day shipping mark on it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I would think that it would, um, it, people would, would really like that a lot more. H- how about profitability? Uh, obviously you were paying your own, you know, I, I don't know. What, what do you guys use for for shipping? Like, like, do you just use UPS or do you have one of those third party aggregator shipper companies? For a few feet by merchant. Yeah, the majority of the shipping that we do directly to customers is either FedEx, UPS, or USPS. Um, it just really depends on the actual product and the type of uh, delivery we're doing. Um, we have some clients we use FedEx Smart Post. Um, so th- th- we have a lot of different options that we use. So it kind of varies from brand to brand, product to product. Okay. Yeah, but, but you know, obviously you guys do big volume, so I'm sure you have some nice discounts. Like for me, I don't even have that great of discounts uh, for my shipping. I'm only shipping like from my warehouse, like, I don't know, like 10, 15 things a day. But still, what I found on Amazon is is my my profit margin is very similar when I ship fulfilled by merchant order as opposed to the same or, or the same ASIN where it's on Amazon. If I consider, obviously Amazon can ship it for way cheaper than I can, but with Amazon, I'm paying them a pick pack fee. And then plus I actually have to ship the product to Amazon from here. So it almost comes out even. Do you guys see that similar on, on Walmart where where your profit margin is is similar compared to when you were fulfilling it by merchant or is it better or is it more expensive with WFS? I think uh, Amazon and Walmart, the, the logistic fee structure is pretty same. And uh, also the marketplace fee is also same, like basically 15%. So when we compare to eBay or other open market, uh, it's somewhat different, but way fee, I mean, Walmart, Amazon, shipping fee or other fee is almost identical. Okay. Now you've mentioned how on Wayfair, furniture seems to work really well. Are, are there categories that have worked better on Walmart for you as opposed to others? So Walmart, uh, I mean, uh, furniture-wise, uh, I, in my personal opinion, Wayfair is number one, and Amazon, uh, Overstock, House, uh, those are the uh, good one, big one. Um, and definitely the, also your Shopify store, once you have brand name, established brand name, then that will help on sales too. And Wave, uh, Walmart, um, the furniture side, I don't know. Uh, in my case, not too much. So, so there's nothing where it's like groceries work way better on on, on Walmart than than your electronics or something like that. Or, or yeah, cosmetic uh, or grocery like food. Yeah, those things. Uh, Walmart works better. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. What else? What else has been some obstacles for you guys selling on Walmart? Like, you know, I would assume that there's not that much hijacking. You know, like used to be or piggybacking, like in the case of Amazon back in the day, or 
or I'm not sure about suspensions or or bad, you know, fake reviews or like what kind of obstacles have you guys come up with as you've scaled uh, on the Walmart? Uh, so uh, actually, uh, many of our clients, our customers are, are trying to launch at Walmart too. Walmart is definitely one of uh, growing fastest uh, open market now. But the thing is also same as Wayfair. Uh, they have also strict, selective uh, the like the partnership process. So uh, to uh, participate the Walmart open market program and especially WFS, that uh, is really selective. I think it's vendor in, uh, invite only at this. Point. Oh, for for WFS. Yes, you yes. guys got that, but you guys had that invite. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, because you opened Walmart like five years ago. So definitely that history and sales helped we to get that uh, invitation. Actually, that invitation, we got it last year. Oh, for, from like one yeah. of the other brands? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. A- any other obstacles that either of you can think about or, or, or just maybe main differences between selling on Walmart and Amazon? Also, uh, you know, like Amazon, it's uh, like if you do listing properly, then uh, most of the case, uh, your listing will go live and... Uh, start selling it, but Wayfair, I mean, the Walmart, yeah, there's a more limitation. So sometimes uh, Walmart will reject uh, the listing. Uh, and if it comes to WFS, then it's actually, actually getting more difficult to get live. Uh, Walmart will filter, you, filter your product. So not feasible product, they will deny. The limitations that we have been kind of dealing with, I think, is more along the lines is just Walmart's kind of starting out. So they're, I think, modeling a lot of the way they're doing their WMS program after Amazon. Um, so it's kind of like Amazon was several years ago. And some of the limitations you had with Amazon, we're experiencing those with uh, Walmart as well. The good thing is we've already had those um, experiences with Amazon. So we know a little better how to handle them. Um, and it's the same thing now, Sean mentioned, we just recently got approved to start doing PPC marketing through Walmart. It's kind of a new thing where they're allowing sellers to actually do their own PPC marketing before it used to be something that you had to just pay uh, a lot of money to their team to handle it for you. Now we're able to do that, but it's still kind of, we're noticing it's a little bit of a limited process. It's not the same as doing Amazon PPC um, they're still kind of a few years behind, but I think it's something that they're probably going to catch up fairly quickly. Okay. All right. Cool. Real quick. I, I just completely off the, off the subject here, but, but this is how I roll. My brain doesn't work uh, normally, but uh, I just happened to check out your account, Sean. And I noticed you guys are still selling the um, Chong Kwan Jang uh, Ginseng. <laughs> yeah, ginseng right? yeah, yeah. Now, as you know, you and, and your wife have, 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 introduced to me so much uh, Korean drama lately. (laughs) And so I'm watching Korean drama like two hours a day. But this product I have seen all, like in every Korean drama, they're always having this. So I'm going to make a suggestion for your listings. I think you guys should re-optimize and do something like on one of the bullet points or something like as seen on K-drama or Korean drama because this exact product, uh, like I was just watching a show yesterday and and I'm looking at your, uh, what is it? It's the one that you, it's like a jelly where you, you rip it open and then you like, suck it out of the um the package like i literally saw that on a show yesterday so you guys should should put some korean drama keywords in your listing because you might find some uh 
some people interested. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Good idea. Definitely. All right, back 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 to back to the serious, uh, back to the serious stuff here. Sp- speaking of that, um, that is a, a huge Korean company, and, and I know you. Even when I was working with you guys, uh, you know, you onboarded huge companies. You know, like whether it's LG or Samsung or um, you know. Um, What's some of those Korean beauty companies? Um, ah, I'm already uh, face, face shop. There's another one though. It's like a funny. It's a funny word about the face or something like skin food. Skin food. There we go. Skin food. Like like huge known brands. So are you still doing that business model a lot? Where where you, you, since obviously you know Sean, you're from Korea. You've got a huge network in Korea. Are you still going out there and actively searching like big Korean brands and then you know bringing them to the United States via Amazon? Yes, yes. Actually, last week I was in Korea, yeah, and having meeting with them to, actually, uh, two U.S. Amazon, a uh, lot of uh, Korean company already tested, tested through us or uh, directly by themselves. So now they are more focused to launching Europe market, Europe Amazon. You know, Europe Amazon is like 80% market size of uh, U.S. Amazon. So it's... Uh, now you know there's a huge entry barrier, but since we have UK and German office, well, we can uh, help them to launch it and operate it. So you ship product directly from Korea to US, and then also from Korea to Europe, as opposed to Korea to US and then US to Europe, right? Yes, yes, yeah. You uh, Korea okay. to uh, Frankfurt or UK directly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, guys out there, I I believe we did talk about this in the last episode, but this is something that you know those of you who you don't even have to be based in other countries, but you know, even if you're here in America, if you have a network, uh, a network in a in a country, be it Korea, Japan, Pakistan, or you know, some other place where there's manufacturers, you know, there, there's still a lot of companies who, who aren't on Amazon and 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 they don't know how to get started, and so you can leverage your knowledge and 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 do like Sean has and and built a, a kind of like a side business here about you know uh, launching brands and then taking a percentage. Uh, of the sales and then managing their Amazon accounts or even having it on your Amazon account. It's a great business model uh, and an easy way to, to to make money because you're not having to worry about the product development and the branding and, and things like that. You know, these companies have taken advantage of it. And, and also there's always people in America or in Europe or wherever who are, you know, expats from these other countries. And like th- th- this Ginseng brand I-, I just mentioned, you know, there's tons of Korean people here in the United States who who all know this brand. And so as soon as they see it on Amazon, they're like, wow, this is so good. And maybe find a brand from Turkey. There's a lot of Turkish people here in the United States. And maybe there's some kind of food brand or or, or something they used to get in Turkey and they haven't been able to get it. Well, you you instantly have an audience uh, or, or a, you instantly have a, a customer base for some of these products. So I, I really love that uh that business model. Now, um, we've talked about you know Wayfair. We've talked about uh, uh, Walmart. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Amazon Europe. So y- you mentioned uh, about you know Amazon Europe combined is about eighty percent of uh, of the U.S. sales. Uh, is Germany still number one, and maybe UK number two for you guys over there? Yeah, Germany number one, and UK number two, then France, France or uh, Italy, Spain. Also, uh, recently, like uh, Amazon Netherlands and Sweden and Poland are uh, open too. Yeah, and it's growing fast. Okay. Uh, of those new ones, you know, I know those all opened up pretty small, but um, of those new ones, which one do you see the most growth in? Uh, Netherlands. Netherlands, okay. 
All right, what other marketplaces? So we've talked about you're doing the eight marketplaces in Europe. Uh, I'm assuming you know the three in North America between U.S., Canada, and, and Mexico. Um, did you guys stop in Amazon Japan, or are you doing Amazon Japan or Amazon Australia or any other Amazon marketplaces worldwide? Japan, uh, we paused it at this moment. Why? What happened? What happened there? Yeah, because a lot of our product is uh, like cosmetics, food, and which is you know Japan FDA stuff is related to sell directly to the customer. So uh, before when we've been selling uh, like more about the like IT accessory, and those things it's easy to sell on Japan market, but our like product catalog is now uh, different, so that's why. But uh, we are planning to revamp uh, Japan, the Amazon Japan process again, and uh, from next year, we will uh, relaunch Amazon Japan service again. Okay. Now me, I I don't or I haven't in years sold in in Europe. So, what's going on with the inventory situation? Like obviously in America last year, it was the COVID restrictions, and then you know new products had the two hundred limit, and there's other limitations, and then it changed you know months ago to to the um the the shipping tier ones where you can only have you know one thousand standard size, and then two thousand oversize or whatever. Everybody's account was different, and that one really has been giving people a lot of headaches. Lately, throughout the last year, is it always what we see in U.S. is also the same, similar in Europe, or or? Yeah, it's uh, similar. Yeah, so we have unlimited uh, Amazon Europe account that there was no inventory limit, but uh, in Europe also they start making those uh, you know limited inventory limitation too. Uh, and also, if you open new Amazon Europe account, then uh, you will have only a total thirty thousand unit will be uh, allow, allowed. So. And bid, to bid up the you know inventory limit, uh, you know it need a settle rate and account helps, etc. So, uh, same situation uh, going on on Amazon Europe too. But uh, the good news is uh, since we have um, you know like with Amazon permit, uh, Amazon uh, allowed us to have uh, multiple account for different product category. Since we've been managing you know, multiple category and brands, so. Uh, what we can do is we can help uh, our clients, uh, Amazon account, if they are certain about the inventory, um, the capacity, then we can help on our account to fulfill those orders or send more inventory to our account to uh, minimize uh, loss of uh, inventory discontinued. Yeah, because I can imagine like newer sellers, mm-hmm. especially who have more restrictions, yeah. they, they can only send... Uh, uh, you know, X amount of units in, but that becomes all of a sudden impossible to to make profit because if you can only ship from China or wherever you're manufacturing, like hundreds unit, units at a time, that's you know that's an impossible business model. So, so like like for example, you, you said you have a UK and a Germany warehouse now. So like, how much of it is for your own brands or or just for other people using you as like three PL? It's hundred uh, percent our client's brand. We really don't have our own brand. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's all like either uh, our, they are using our Tonki service, which is from three PL to marketing, listing, translation, everything. Uh, half of half of them are using our you know Tonki service, and ha- uh, rest of it they use our three PL service. So yeah, already those. Um, uh, clients that have Europe account and the VAT number is ready, but they need warehouse and import, you know, or import of record uh, record type of you know, service. Then we help 
import and send their inventory to their Amazon account. Okay. So then, you know, I, I actually, it's funny, like our Project X account, somehow we got suspended for, for Europe, like before we even started, because they said we're related to another account. So I, I don't even know what the heck that is, because, it, it, I mean, our, our U.S. account, which is the same email address, is fine. But how one got suspended and not the other, I don't really know. But once I get that um, opened up, uh, I'm definitely going to reach out to you so we can do some some business there because I, I have no idea how to uh, get set up in Europe. And then also for the U.S., you know, I think you had said uh, I have a 40-foot container coming in of the Project X. And we're actually, instead of sending to my warehouse, we're sending that to yours because hopefully I can I can go out there with a video camera and just, you know, check out your new warehouse and, and see how it is. Um, but but like you're are, would you say you're doing way more of that kind of business these days, like the three PL warehouse, as a uh, because of what happened with the all these inventory restrictions? Now people like almost have to have a three PL warehouse, huh? Yes, uh, one is the Amazon inventory issue, and second thing is because of this COVID situation, the aircraft you know like logistic you know, air shipment is uh, price went up too high, so. Yeah. A lot of uh, shipments move through the ocean shipment the vessel, which means our uh, local uh, warehouse need to uh, fulfill the FBA, you know, as, uh, inventory management and storage too. So, uh, like in US and Europe, that type of inquiries are uh, coming a lot uh, from overseas. So, uh, we've been uh, providing that service to our clients, uh, especially uh, this year. We expand uh, that service a lot too. Uh, other clients. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. What else? What else is new with you guys with, with Creative the last year? We talked about Wayfair. We talked about Walmart, Amazon, and 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 uh, you know shipping and things like that. Like, what's uh what's some of your wins and losses? I would assume the big loss is just how terrible it is to ship now and how expensive it is to ship. Uh, so maybe you can talk a little bit about how you guys are are navigating that. Like, did you have to raise your retail prices? Uh, and then what's something that was nice that that's that happened to you guys in the last year? Uh, I think, the you know, like setting up the, uh, you know, we had a UK branch long time ago, like five years ago. And setting up a German branch was quite, you know, like a stressful work because it's, e- it's not easy and you know, like the fixed cost and stuff. But the reason we set up the Frankfurt office is this. Uh, since Amazon, not just about Amazon, it's not actually uh, Amazon for, but the Europe countries, uh, because of Amazon, uh, they had a huge VAT issue, uh, tax collecting from each country, uh, create a lot of confusion uh, between EU countries. And because of that, now uh, Europe became very uh, passive about importing goods from overseas. So it's almost impossible to sell your product without branch or partner on Amazon Europe. Uh, just like custom, like German custom or France custom will cut up if there's uh, no proper compliance or import record or like responsible person, etc. So, uh, which means that type of you know different situation made um, Amazon competition very low. So if you have good product selling well on Amazon US, it means, and if you uh, can sell, I mean, if you pass this, you know, like entry barrier, then in Amazon Europe, since now all the competition uh, from overseas is gone, so you have better ROI and better chance to pull sales in Amazon Europe than Amazon US. So 
since we've been running a lot of different PP, uh, PPC in US and Europe, um, because of this uh, demand and supply issue on Amazon Europe, uh, we see better ROI in Europe side. So what um, I would like to share with you guys is uh, if you have good product and uh, selling on Amazon Europe uh, will be definitely a good opportunity and it will be uh, blue ocean for a while because setting up uh, Europe branch warehouse will be pretty diffi difficult and uh, because of that all of uh, I think 95% of overseas seller Amazon Europe seller is gone now. Interesting. Because I remember it was saturated with a lot of sellers from China before, but but you're saying now a lot of them had to go away because of these new these new rules, huh? Yes, yes. And also since because of this COVID thing, you know, like uh, air uh, parcel cost went up high too. So before, you know, to Amazon Europe, shipping from China or Japan um, via FBM, there was a many different sellers, but a lot of them is gone because of the, the shipping charge issue. So, uh, yeah. So if you, I mean, it's it's the good opportunity. Yeah. 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 Okay. What are you guys using for, like, how how are you, you know, for new products? How are you launching these days? You know, you just doing PPC or using, you know, the companies like AZ Rank or or how do you? What's your path to page one uh, these days? So, uh, you know, like Amazon, uh, like before, there was a lot of different tactics, uh, but it's getting more organics. And product itself is the number one. Uh, so what we are also focused is trying to find the good product that uh, we can uh, uh, compete on Amazon first page. Like making your product on first page on important product uh, through PPC or different marketing push like Google or like this side, whatever, it's doable and possible. But the thing is, as you guys know, if your product is not uh, good enough, then it will get pushed back. So uh, we don't want to uh, repeat and misleading our clients about those. So uh, what uh, we do is we focus about um, product more. So really, this product can be, sus uh, if we push the first page, then uh, they can be sustained on first page. Uh, so uh, which means uh, our team nowadays more uh, deeply uh, engaged to selling price setup set or selling uh, selling points about the product or even product development part. We engage and we uh, guide our clients to make better product. If so, then uh, marketing is a lot easier and uh, ROI is a lot uh, better than whatever uh, product they just launched. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. You know, on this show, we, we always do like a TST 30-second tip. So maybe one from each of you. Like some kind of strategy, it could be you know about warehousing, it could be about shipping, it could be about launching, it could be about PPC, it could be about Wayfair. Just like something that maybe thirty seconds or less, each of you can give. That's a, a good actionable strategy for our audience out there. One thing I would say with a lot of the the new clients that we're dealing with, it really comes down to kind of figuring out all the different uh, costs that you have between your manufacturer and the. 3PL service like us and finding out the ways that we can really help you save the money with, with certain services that we're providing. Okay. And Sean? Before you launch your Amazon business or even uh, while you are running your Amazon business, uh, I think uh, business owners need to do the market research on Amazon too. 
uh, check the your competition, their selling point reviews and um, market price too. And it really tells you uh, to launch or not. So if it's similar and there's no uh, strength or edge, I think it's better not to launch it. But instead, uh, you, you guys save that money and try to make a better product or unique product and uh, try again. All right, cool. Now, if people want to find uh, or contact you guys for more more help on any of this, uh, obviously you guys are actually, you were one of the first in our directory. So you you guys can see their contact information at directory.helium10.com. Just look for Creative. But but what's uh, some direct ways that they can find you guys on the interwebs out there? You can visit uh, our website, um, creative.com. Um, and then also I would say if you want to send a email, uh, you can email us directly at marketing at creative.com and that'll go kind of to our whole team. Uh, we'll be able to answer any type of uh, specific questions or, or requests that way. Okay, cool. All right. Well, um, it's great to see the, the progress of the company and, and your your expansion, uh, especially since I was there since uh, since day one to, to see where it started. It was it was so funny. The original, not even the original, but but the, the second creative office was actually in my house. I moved out of my house and my house became the creative office. And, and it was so funny. I had to move in with my parents way back in the day so that my house could become an office. And it's just so funny to see how, how huge you guys are are now. So it's great. Uh, great thinking about those days and wish you guys all the best of success uh, going forward. Okay. Thank you so much, Presley. Thank you.